0: hey y'all it's caroline because of some of the content of this episode of agents of shield our podcast episode does have a brief mention of self-harm although we do try to keep the discussion of it minimal um but if that is something that is not going to be helpful in your recovery or if it's something that's difficult for you to listen to then we may just need to see you next week but uh as always thanks for listening and hope you enjoy the episode
1: Good morning, Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 7, The Writing on the Wall. So, Mariah, how was your week? It was good. I'm so sore, though. (laughs) Turns out library work involves a lot of walking and squatting, (laughs) and I have been... So uncomfortable the last few days, just popping ibuprofen like candy. <laughs> but thankfully I have every other weekend off, so I've had I've had a little bit of time to recover. That's cool. And I'm dressing up as a fairy for work tomorrow
0: because it's Halloween. Whoa! That's cool. So how was your week, Caroline? Mine was good. It was very busy, but uh, I did somehow make time to make my halloween costume as well and david's and chips um and i dyed my hair for it so my hair is green now and i shave the side of it and yeah. my if you can guess what my halloween costume is for my green hair i don't think you can <laughs> it's cone
1: it's cone a big lump love with knobs. it has the juice yeah
0: <laughs> i will post pictures because we are going to a halloween party tomorrow so
1: nice nice <laughs> nice nice <laughs> I'm not going to a Halloween party, I'm just going to work, and I am more excited about that than yeah. uh, going to a Halloween party. Because the little old ladies at the library are so nice, they're going to hype me up so good. Aww. Like, every time I come across a- another another regular, they-, they stop in their tracks and they go, you're new. <laughs> and I say, Aww. yes, I am. Nice to I meet you. I love it. And... The last one goes, Oh, you look like a little Barbie doll. I <laughs> say, so, Oh, thank you. Aww. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very excited. Um, so, let's get into it. Let's do it. This episode was written by Craig Titley <laughs> and directed by Vincent Misiano. Yes, that is an unfortunate name. I'm sorry, Craig. It's nothing against you.
0: That's what you get for being named Craig.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the Craig that's the problem.
0: Yes, <laughs> the worst name in the world. <laughs> yeah, we're back to making fun of people's names. Throwback. <laughs> wahoo!
1: What did I say? Just wahoo! Is, is my are my meds kicking in already? <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, let's get
1: into this. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Who do we meet in this episode? This episode, we meet
0: Janice Robbins. A hot girl artist with bad taste in men.
1: Uh, relatable. We
0: mean Rebecca Stevens, who happens to remind me a lot of Janice Robbins, interestingly enough. Whoa. Hank Thompson, all around good dude. Love Hank Thompson. He's just minding his business. Right? And then Sebastian <laughs> Derrick, who is way too horny on Maine. Okay, really. this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, hang on. Ooh. Um, I'm really sorry for how many yawns you're going to have to edit out of this episode. Oh wait, am I editing this episode? I'm sorry to my future self. No worries, past self. So, a couple enters an apartment. The woman mentions Burning Man and the man says, "What's Burning Man?" which sounds like me anytime someone references an MCU movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, I feel like the most boring person in the world. Like I can forgive like a twenty year old not knowing what Burning Man is, yeah. But you're a grown ass man, and you're like, "What's Burning Man?" I would have been like, "Leave my apartment now, goodbye."
0: (laughs) We are obviously not soulmates. Like you, at least have to have an idea of what it is. Exactly. (laughs) Like, have you? You are
1: forty years old, and you have not. And you have not heard of Burning right. Man once. <laughs> I have to wake up early for work, and so I already took my night meds. So if I'm a little loopy or
0: if I mispronounce words more than usual, uh, that's why we're gonna we're gonna get through it. Apparently. The two met at the bar that night, but they waved at each other as if they'd always known each other. It's the guy from the tattoo
1: shop. So Brian Van Holt guest stars as a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent
0: resurrected by the same program that Coulson was. Mm. Yeah, that was really interesting, the the storyline in this episode. Yeah, it
1: really was. I I say it so many times, but I was really like, we're getting into this already.
0: (laughs) so as the man is talking about how he's come a long way to find her he starts unbuttoning his shirt and she's like whoa slow down there tiger Um, (laughs) and then he shows her his tattoos and she's like how did you know about that and then he takes out a knife and she screams
1: God, again like I said earlier we're really getting into this already I feel like we just started season 2 I know we're already 7 episodes in halfway to the mid season finale (laughs)
0: A quarter of the way through the season. Wow.
1: Yeah. One could also say that.
0: (laughs) So her scream blends into the sax solo on Coulson's jazz record, (laughs) which I thought was a good touch. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Coulson is covered in sweat and has carved into the wall so much that his knife breaks. Sky stops the record player and startles Coulson. He was supposed to tell her when he started carving so she could watch him while May's away. Neither of them have been sleeping very well, apparently. Skye is still no closer to figuring out what the carvings mean, although she knows it's connected to everything they've been through. It's all connected. (laughs) Coulson begs her to keep at it because his urges are coming so frequently now that he has to carve every day and every night. May is out looking for Ward with Morse's help. Apparently, even though he escaped federal custody, Senator Ward decided to cover up his brother's escape for some reason. I don't understand why he would do that but whatever i think because it would have just made
1: him look bad he was like i'm gonna bring my brother to justice and then his men immediately lose his brother right well they were murdered
0: yeah (laughs) that's the thing but he still can't bring his brother to justice now i feel like that proves how dangerous he is and so he probably also doesn't want his constituents to panic yeah i guess so even though they should. Yeah.
1: They really should. <laughs> Everyone's in danger.
0: <laughs> anyway, so only S.H.I.E.L.D. is looking for for Ward. And also, I know that this isn't what they meant, but the fact that May says he has at least 11 hotboxes within 200 miles of his last known position. <laughs> Ward's a stoner. <laughs> <laughs> There's a character called Stoner Brett on Glee, and now
1: that's all I can think of, because Brett Dalton.
0: <laughs> Stoner Brett. <laughs> uh, um, so Ward shows up at uh, an airport, I think, in Philadelphia.
1: It's a pipe dream of mine to move to Philadelphia one day. I don't know. I hear it's very walkable, and I, I like that. <laughs> I've never been. But I have
0: heard about it. <laughs> if you live in Philly, you should invite Mariah to come visit you. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll have a Philly meetup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By meetup, I mean like the one person who listens to us and also lives in Philly right. will like meet me at a park and we'll be like, hi, how you doing? <laughs> so nice to meet you. Do we have anybody in
0: Philly? I don't know. we've got it from our demographics i feel like the only places like we have people in texas we have people in new york maybe and then i think a couple other places but i don't think i don't think pennsylvania was on there anyway it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) so ward shows up at this also it's a bus station oh oh that makes sense now (laughs) um so ward shows up at the bus station in philadelphia But Trip is there, too, and he sees him immediately. May orders him to just observe for now. Ward goes to a storage locker and pulls out a duffel bag. Also, Ward's facial hair looks very trim. Like, did he stop at a barbershop to get his beard lined up (laughs) while he's literally on the run and strapped with bombs? (laughs) That sounds like him, honestly.
1: (laughs) I like how they made it look trim, but also, like... Slightly shaggy enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's lined up, but like not all the way.
0: <laughs> they like put a couple of notches in there. Yeah. <laughs> Colson says that the senator wants Ward alive, but Colson gives the order to bring Ward in by any means necessary. Please just kill him. <laughs> just kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing uh, Nothing will ever be resolved until Ward is dead. Truly. So Ward signals that he knows he's being watched and shows off the fucking bomb strapped around his waist. Mm-hmm. Tripp says it's enough to take out a whole city block. So they decide to just keep tailing him as he goes to his next stop. And on, I kept thinking it would be so fucking funny if Ward like didn't actually know for sure that he was being followed and just like periodically he did that little signal no matter where he was, just in case, you know? Like imagine imagine you happen to get stuck walking behind him on the street for a few blocks and every hundred feet or so you just see him like lifting his shirt slightly and like tapping his nose. I just feel like that'd be really funny.
1: <laughs> Why does this guy keep doing that?
0: What is that? What is is that does he have a tick or something? Are you okay? What's that on his belt? That's a weird utility belt. Does he have a pager or something? <laughs> That's a big pager. <laughs> Anyway, so Coulson tells Sky that they found Ward as she tells him that she finally found the carving somewhere. Except it's not on a wall, it's on a woman's back. Oof. Her name was Janice Robbins from New York. Coulson said he's positive that she was a shielded.
1: So Sky mentions receiving information from a contact named Micro, a bit of a crime enthusiast. This is possibly a reference to the Marvel Comics character, David Linus Microchip slash Micro Lieberman, an ally slash friend of Frank Castle, a.k.a. The Punisher. Oh, cool. A.k.a. the guy that, for some reason, every cop has his logo... Oh, right. ...in a thin blue line sticker. (laughs) I'm like, have you ever ever read the punisher the punisher fucking hates cops (laughs) if there's any comic book character that hates cops it's the fucking punisher (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) fake fan fake
0: fan so colson and sky head up to new york to check out the crime scene Janice had said that she was a painter, but it turns out her paintings are all the same thing that everyone else has been carving.
1: Oh, hers are so pretty, though. I know. And at least one of them is named A Magical Place. Aww. Come back.
0: That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) And I just was wondering, like, how come she could use paint, but everyone else had to fucking carve it? Like, that seems just so much more sustainable. (laughs) Like, at some point, you will run out of things to carve, but you can always paint over more paint, you know?
1: Yeah, I I wonder if maybe she did have, like, an artistic ability before, maybe. and it just kind of taps into whatever whatever ability you have. Yeah. But was Coulson a carver? I don't know. I don't think he carved.
0: I don't think he did. <laughs> Would he, like, whittle little figurines?
1: You know, I could I could actually picture
0: that. Me too. It's <laughs> just like sitting on his front porch, just like whittling. Um. So Sky finds Janice's real identity. Shield agent Rebecca Stevens. Level six, stationed at the tri... Uh, oh, <laughs> triskelion. I put triskeleton. <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh, I thought you did that on purpose. <laughs> stationed at the triskeleton. At the triskeleton. That's what we're going to call it from now on. The triskeleton. Yeah, the triskeleton. But according to the records, she died five years ago from cancer. Oh yikes, she must have been one of the Tahiti patients. Guess what, past Caroline, she was. It's me. Hi. I'm editing Caroline. Just wanted to point out this little paradox that I've already created of current me talking to past me, who just referenced even further past me, because that was recording me talking to watching the episode me, and now I'm editing the episode it's a whole thing. Uh okay, bye. But there's no way to know until they perform an <laughs> autopsy. Somehow, Mac and Fitz acquire the body. Fitz says, Corpsi Diem seize the dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh boy, there is some tension between Mac and Simmons and not the good kind. I noted both things as well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and the didn't Mac he Mac was like you can take anything from anywhere as long as you do it with confidence or something like that. Like, how often has he just, like, <laughs> stolen a body from a morgue? <laughs> you
1: just walk in with your little lab coat and you're like, this is mine now. Thank you for your service.
0: Right. Nobody was like, hey, where are you taking that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm taking it to the other morgue down right, right, the street. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Simmons asks if anyone would like to leave before she starts, and everyone raises their hand. And I'm so glad she asked. Like, what a kind thing. What a kind offer.
1: (laughs) How considerate. I know. Also, I feel like Fitz has come a long way since season one, where he was freaking out about the, uh, dissected cat on his desk or whatever.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, so in Atlanta, Georgia, Ward gets off, uh... I guess it was, he wasn't getting off a plane. Was he getting off a plane?
1: It was a bus. It was a bus. He was switching buses.
0: I don't know why. I, I kept thinking it was a plane. I don't know. <laughs> um, Ward gets off a bus, and Morris and Hunter are following him super incognito. Ward charms his way into riding with a woman and her son on the next bus to Dallas. And fucking ew. Like, get him away from everyone.
1: <laughs> it was so gross. I was like, are you really... Stooping to using human shields, right like this is
0: low even for you Ward. And a child a child and... for real, but then he sits right next to Morris towards the back of the bus. They start with some playful banter initially, but then he turns menacing real quick, calling her out on the fact that she was on the same page in her book outside as she is in here, and I mean like also it was only like thirty seconds, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> She could have been on the same page. Maybe she stopped reading right after you passed and then she got on the bus. <laughs> yeah, she put in her bookmark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she heard the same announcement you did and
0: was like, oh, that's my bus. Gotta get on the bus. <laughs> but also I keep thinking how how funny it would be if he was wrong. And like he just kept accusing random people of working for Coulson. Like what if she really was just a slow <laughs> reader? <laughs>
1: I am a slow reader and definitely would have been falsely accused.
0: <laughs> she, she was just that like... I would have been
1: like, you've been on page 117 since the last time I saw you. I'm gonna be like, my dude, I've been on page 117 for
0: a week. Uh, sorry I have ADHD, asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you making fun
0: of my disability? <laughs> What's Colson? Is that a new slur? But then okay, I also noticed that so like he shows he shows Morris that he's holding like the bomb trigger, right? Um and it's in his right hand and he has his thumb pressed down like as if if he lets go the bomb is going to go off. That's what it seemed like to me. But throughout that whole scene He picked up the kid's duffel bag and he was very intentional about using his right hand. And then he's walking down the aisle and he has his, like, backpack strap with his right hand. Um, And then he uses his right hand to put the backpack in the overhead compartment. And then he takes off his jacket and it clearly shows, like, an empty right palm. (laughs) So, like, it couldn't have been a release trigger because he would have released it multiple times. But it seems very unlike Ward to not be ready at any second and if he had to like pull the trigger wire out of his sleeve and then push down on the button that seems like it would have given a skilled agent enough time to catch him off guard am I nitpicking maybe but it's word making mistakes so I don't care
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay IMDB goofs (laughs) literally that was one of the things that I didn't include because I was like that's not important
0: (laughs) It was important to me. <laughs> they could have they could have gotten him. <laughs> he's like while he's like talking to to Bobby and like holding it down or or like he's like taking his jacket off and then Hunter comes up from behind him and just tackles him. What's he gonna do? He's gonna like pull it out? No. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> moving on. Ward gets off Morris' bus, just like May intended, and he heads straight over to Hunter's bus. And Hunter is wearing a full cowboy costume, 10-gallon hat, and a denim shirt to boot. (laughs) And the accent! Oh my god, I hate it.
1: (laughs) Seriously, Hunter? That was my only
0: note at that point. (laughs) Just, seriously, Hunter? Um, so Simmons has gotten the autopsy results back. Agent Stevens died a horrific death that we don't need to get into the graphic details of. Um... But as it turns out, both Stevens and her attacker had GH325 in their blood. And the, f- the fact that Sky was like, well, I didn't do it. Beep, duh. <laughs> <laughs> out of here. So Simmons
1: mentions hypergraphia, which was brought up as a side effect of the GH serum in season one. Whoa. The foreshadowing is impeccable.
0: Oh, Do you remember God. that? Because you yeah. pointed it out. You had looked it up. I did. And I didn't even think about it. Wow. They're smooth! <laughs> <laughs> um, So Simmons and Skye have a million questions, to which Coulson just responds, I don't know, <laughs> repeatedly, <laughs> until he takes them to a seemingly secret room where he kept the memory torture machine that Rena used on him. Wow! Except that then Fitz and Simmons knew about it. They, like, Repaired it and got it working again. So uh, did they know? I don't know if they knew about it already. I guess
1: they like stole it and like worked on it, but it was just like stored away.
0: They were like, we don't ever need to see this again. We yeah. just wanted to know that it could work if we wanted it to. <laughs> yeah. um, so Skye <sighs> is very worried about Coulson trying to remember all the things that were erased from his brain. When the other Tahiti patients were driven insane by the same thing. But Colson pulls the director card and says, this is what we're doing. Mac is very confused by what's going on and is trying super hard to keep up. <laughs> so they begin the process. He enters the dream in the interview room at the guest house with Agent Stevens. All six patients seem to be doing well and are initially ready to go back in the field. So he orders their release, but then Stevens takes his pen and starts drawing the symbols on the desk. The other patients are experiencing different odd symptoms, and the secret killer is the only one who seems to be holding it together so far. Coulson tries to shut down the project and destroy the alien host, but the doctor suggests instead that they erase the patient's memory and give them new identities. Then IRL Coulson starts, like, seizing, but is able to start coming up with names.
1: I, again, I really just can't believe we're getting to all of this already. (laughs) I know it's episode seven, but I feel like this is the real meat of the season. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, we're finding this out (laughs) early. They were like, enough
0: with the fluff episodes. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get down to it. Let's get down to business. Business. To the meat of the season. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, So Hunter watches from across the street as Ward walks into a bar called Gold Bricks Brewing. I wasn't sure if that was important, but I wrote it down just in case.
1: (laughs) I like the way you
0: think. (laughs) (laughs) The bartender tells Ward he has a choice between a Colombian necktie or a bullet in the head. I hope he follows through. But ah damn, they were actual drink names. (laughs) (laughs) A A little much. A little much. A little much. I, <laughs> I'm, like, really into killing Ward the last two episodes, apparently. <laughs> I'm feeling very violent towards him. I mean, as you should. <laughs> as you should. Um, anyway, so this must be a Hydra Clubhouse or something, because who else would have such violent drink names? <laughs> and, like, the, the name of it is Gold Bricks Brewing. So, like, that, it's not even, like, it's the theme. Like, they just... They just felt like having very violent drink names. I guess so. <laughs> um, anyway, so then British Hydra Guy and his henchmen walk in to meet with Ward. Ward wants a meeting with Whitehall himself. He offers to get Whitehall close to Colson in exchange.
1: So in this episode, in this scene... Ward mentions Strucker and that he is currently overseas. Baron Von Strucker is one of HYDRA's heads and currently in possession of Loki's staff. Mm. He made his debut in the mid-credits scene in Captain America the Winter Soldier and returned in Avengers Age of Ultron. So he was the guy who was having uh, Wanda and Pietro experimented on
0: oh. with the Mind Stone. Gotcha. Um. So Coulson and the killer had the same reaction to the GH-325 initially. They started carving and didn't want their memories erased because they, quote, need to know, it wants me to know. Coulson starts waking up still needing to know. Skye finally gets Coulson's attention with an icer pointed at his face. Coulson calms down and agrees to May's advice about being locked up until she gets back. As Skye leads Coulson down towards Old Cell... Coulson remembers the name Sebastian Derrick. He was previously an assassin for Dark Shield. The last Tahiti patient still alive is Hank Thompson. So then Coulson suddenly pushes Skye into the cell instead of himself and goes to take care of him personally. That was pretty funny. (laughs) That was a good good fake out there. It (laughs) was.
1: I also really liked the scene where he was like in the dream sequence, his memory... And it changed from being Sebastian screaming to being Coulson screaming. Yeah. Like within the the sequence, instead of Sebastian like being held back by the people, it was Coulson being in the same outfit being held back by the nurses. Right.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really cool. A good touch. Um, so Hank and his son are in a garage or something playing with what seems like a giant train set, when his wife announces that there's an old friend at the door. Yikes! Don't answer the door! <laughs> so Mac and Fitz discuss the events of the day while playing video games, which apparently is basically PT for Fitz.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mac's advice about the video game helping Fitz's motor skills, I, I believe is actually true. Like, I feel like I've heard that before.
0: It's the hand-eye coordination, fine motor skills. Very interesting.
1: Interesting, interesting.
0: Mac says he likes his bosses to be unjumbled all the time. That's a little unrealistic, <laughs> Mac. <laughs> you work in a very stressful job. Somebody's gonna be jumbled some of the time. <laughs> True. Uh, Fitz assures him that Coulson will recover. He says brains don't delete files; they just lose connections. But there's always a backup. It's just a matter of digging and finding them. Mac says that that means that Fitz has a backup too. I love that, actually. <laughs> What a good way of putting it. Yeah,
1: that was really, and I did notice that while he was playing the game, he strung that like very insightful sentence together.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, with like no, he didn't even stutter. Yeah. I think. Because he was focused on something else, he wasn't focused on the words coming out. Yeah. So then Simmons comes in and they finally notice that Skye is in the cell and Coulson is gone
1: how long has sky been waving at that camera
0: (laughs) (laughs) she was like fucking finally (laughs) (laughs) oh poor sky (laughs) so hank comes to the door and he sees colson he tries to close the door on him but colson refuses to leave so so hank steps outside to talk to him colson says that his life is in danger and then pulls a gun on him and says i need to pick your brain Oh good. That that's a good good way to word that. And dude. What the fuck? <laughs> your life is in danger, but not from me, the person who has a gun in your face. He's like
1: frantic. He's like, I need the other pieces. I need them. I need them.
0: Hunter and Morse start bickering about subtlety in undercover operations and Morse points out that Hunter was dressed as a literal cowboy. And she's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, Bobby was not the problem in that situation. No. She was just a slow reader. That was her undercover character. Exactly. May interrupts them like an exhausted mother. And so they all agree, the three of them end trip. they all agree to just get a fast, clean shot at Ward as soon as possible. Colson is trying to see if Hank has the missing pieces of his map, but Hank says, I told you both. You have the wrong guy. Both? <laughs> so then Sebastian shows up and knocks Colson out from behind. They do a lot of that on this show. Knocking people out from behind. They they do. They <laughs> do. I mean it's it's always it's always a good one. A good shot. I love it. Yeah. So May Trip, Morse, and Hunter all make their way into and through the bar. They find the bartender dead and British Hydra guy bound and gagged in the closet with tape over his mouth that says, For Coulson. Sebastian locks up Hank's wife and son and goes back out to talk to a bound and gagged Hank and Coulson who is hanging from his wrist. Sebastian tells Coulson that the false memories didn't work because he found that pain made him remember. As
1: someone who struggled with self-harm, this episode is
0: a lot. Same. Same. I uh, I tried to put lots of jokes in because it was
1: it yeah. was a lot.
0: Thank you for the trigger warning, by the way. I will make a note. You're
1: welcome. I'm glad I warning. watched
0: before you did. Yeah. So Hank shows Colson his tattoos during his villain monologue. He tells Colson that the symbols aren't 2D. His the answers that he's searching for are below the surface, which is why Sebastian started carving into people instead. Sebastian is about to start carving into Coulson when he hears Hank trying to break himself and his family free. Sebastian throws the knife at Hank, who catches it in his hands, and there's that shield training.
1: The absolute confusion on the poor guy's face
0: when he caught the knife. That was so good. And
1: then he throws it, and it cuts Coulson's rope.
0: Because he's amazing. I love Hank. Um... So then Coulson's rope breaks and he beats Sebastian with his bound wrists so that Hank and his family can run. <laughs> Sky catches Mac up on the Sahiti project um, while they're in Mac's truck. And then Mac throws out some alien sentiment and Sky gets very uncomfortable. Um, then they come across Hank and his family on the side of the road and he tells them that Coulson and Sebastian are fighting at his welding business. So Mac tells them to stay here. We'll handle this. And like, yeah, just just stay there on the side of the road, like in the woods. <laughs> there was literally just nothing but trees. I mean, it's
1: safer than where they were.
0: You're right. <laughs> what if Sebastian came running out? They didn't know. Anyway. <laughs> I have feelings about it. Um. So Coulson coaxes Sebastian up the stairs with the promise of pain. Colson starts choking Sebastian as Mac and Sky come in on this very incriminating scene, and Colson swears he's only choking him because he <laughs> likes it. This is a very kinky episode, okay? <laughs> Bondage, pain, choking. Oh my! Oh my! Mac counts to three for Colson to let this man go before he shoots. Colson lets go at the very last second, and Sebastian has finally seen it—the answer. And okay, Hank, this fucking guy <laughs> Everybody else was so consumed with this shit. Rebecca was painting constantly, Colson's destroying every carvable material on site, and Sebastian is fucking torturing and killing people. And fucking Hank had no idea was what, what anybody was talking about because he just like welded a train set for his kid. <laughs> but it's a city, apparently.
1: It's a city <laughs> I do love the idea that Hank just like welded this train set, this train set city. And when he finished, he was like, Huh, I feel a sense of relief for some reason. (laughs) Did I have a manic episode? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Literally. (laughs) He's like, Oh, I felt good. Glad I did that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but I really have been waiting for this the city reveal. I, oh, yeah. Ah! It's, oh, I'm so excited for the rest of the season. It's coming along quick.
0: <laughs> I feel very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> so back at the bunker, Coulson is reminding Sebastian that he was one of the best super spies in the world and offers him a job. And uh, I'm sorry, didn't this man just kill like four people? I know he's not going to again, but those people had lives and friends and family who will miss them. Like, really? Oh, hello, it's just Hank. (laughs) (laughs) They are two white men. They are. I got them confused again. Again. (laughs) (laughs) They're both white and they have hair. So how am I supposed to know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh, gosh. Okay.
0: <laughs> anyway, so Hank turns down the job. He's very happy in his new life, and he isn't willing to give it up. And that makes sense. He seems to have a very good life. Yeah. So then before he leaves blindfolded, Hank... <laughs> Another kink. Okay. <laughs> um, Hank gives Coulson his card and offers his welding services. I oh, that was a reference to something. I'm sure of it.
1: Um, I'm not sure if the welding business is a reference or anything but in the comics cameron klein who is now hank is the grandson of stanley klein one of captain america's howling commandos oh so yeah he's on the same level as trip he just doesn't know it
0: uh-huh. <laughs> colson and sebastian's carving compulsions are gone now he says that the GH was driving them to go to this city, but without knowing what it was, they just went a little crazy. Now they just need to figure out why the alien wanted to get to this city so bad. So, asked if Coulson will be back to normal following
1: this episode, Clark Gregg said, He really felt like he was losing it in the first part of this episode. Since he was going around trying to figure out who was going to pull the, pull his plug, that's a real concern. I don't want to die again. I was so surprised when it got to that bit in the script at the table read. I was like, oh, am I better now? And they went, well, let's just say you aren't crazily carving anymore. (laughs) And on whether he will have the same drive to find the newly revealed city, Clark said, one of the really cool sci-fi elements of this show is that whatever this is, it seems to have been around for a while. And once it gets into your system, it starts to influence your behavior. I've seen a couple of really scree Screepy? Screepy? I've seen a couple of really creepy, scary nature specials lately about insects who do this. That infect another species of insect and get them to do their bidding. Often in a suicidal way. There's something kind of sinister about it like that. I don't know that having solved the carving element of it or figuring out the city part of it is going to completely mean that that alien tissue is done with him. Jesus, Clark.
0: Whoa. <laughs> wow.
1: Wow. We we are so much alike. <laughs> that sounds like something I would say in response to a very simple question. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the question do you think that your character is going to want to get to the city the same way he wanted to carve it? And I'd be like, well, I actually read about these insects that uh, <laughs> take over a dead insect's brain. and
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of insects those are because I don't ever want to come into contact with them.
1: <laughs> Not that I think that they would You've like... you never seen those? No. Oh, it's so... It's so creepy it really is like there there was a video I saw of a beetle like a squished beetle walking around and it wasn't obviously the beetle was dead. It was like this other smaller bacteria or something that infects like what's left of their brain yeah. and like crawls around and like has them eat and do other things. And infect other... Yeah, it's weird. It's weird.
0: (laughs) I hate that. I hate that. I'm gonna have nightmares about that. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. (laughs) It
0: is Halloween, so I guess we have to, so it's fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Blame Clark. Blame Clark. It wasn't me. (laughs) God damn it, Clark. (laughs) God damn it, Clark. Come on the
0: pod so I can yell at you almost in person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, so they don't know where Ward is yet, but they do have British Hydra Guy in custody, and they have his cell phone. That feels like a very obvious trap, and I don't like that they fell for it. <laughs> I know they had to, but I don't like it. <laughs> um, Coulson goes out to address the rest of the team. He explains what's been going on with him the last few months, and he shows them the blueprint of the city. And he says that their mission, should they choose to accept, is to find it before HYDRA or anyone else. So Coulson says
1: that he was kind of doubting himself and was uh, chasing windmills. And that is a reference to Don Quixote, to which I said, isn't the phrase tilting at windmills?
0: I've never heard either phrase, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> So now it's time for the post content content. <laughs> One of these days we'll find like a air horn <laughs> fucking sound effect. I,
1: I like I like ours better. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, so <laughs> Ward puts his records on. Play me your favorite song. Just go ahead, let your hair down. Anyway. Oh, my God, he does. He does. I didn't even realize that when I wrote that down.
1: Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Your mind.
0: <laughs> my mind. Sorry. That was, that was the Taylor Swift reference for this episode.
1: <laughs> Her yeah, mind. what if
0: I told you I'm a mastermind? <laughs> this happens all the time.
1: What a mind.
0: <laughs> so Ward pulls a little douchebag move and stares at himself shirtless in the mirror. And I mean like, I guess I liked that part, I guess.
1: <laughs> hey Brett Dalton, come on the pod. <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> I promise we won't be we won't be weird and gross with if we actually talk to him.
1: <laughs> we'll we'll be weird and gross about other things. Yeah. yeah, yeah non sexual yeah. things. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> I will
0: I will describe how graphically I hate Ward. Oh yeah. It won't be weird to Brett, I promise. Yeah yeah (laughs) um anyway so he starts shaving his beard that he's been growing out for months now but it's literally only like a few weeks worth of growth but i digress (laughs) and uh, i was really hoping that he would leave it at the like goatee (laughs) (laughs) um but then he continues shaving his head too and i don't like that i don't like it (laughs) at all he looks like the weird secret brother from that show Dynasty." My <laughs> notes here were,
1: "No, Ward,
0: keep the beard. It was the only thing you had going for
1: you. <laughs> and the hair too. No. <laughs> Truly.
0: That was the only thing I liked. <laughs> we only liked we only liked looking at Ward, and then he ruined it. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. That's fine, it'll be <laughs> now we can hate him more totally that's fine, it's fine, everything's fine, yeah, um, so Skye starts hacking into British Hydra Guy's phone, hoping not to find any nudes <laughs> um when all of a sudden it starts ringing. She's shocked to hear Ward say, "Hey, Sky, I see you got my present, and i I mean, I love that he tricked British Hydra guy, but fucking my anxiety is so high. <laughs> um ward vaguely threatens uh the new recruits and thinks very highly of himself how dare he
1: threaten you yeah (laughs) me yeah because you're the new recruit i'm the veteran and you're oh you're right you're right i forgot
0: (laughs) god damn it (laughs) fuck you ward what did i do to you (laughs) <laughs> and he thinks very highly of himself when he was a really terrible spy as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. He was really bad at it. He was, yes. <laughs> He's like, guess it's hard to replace me. What? <laughs> it's very easy to replace you. <laughs> you didn't even work for S.H.I.E.L.D. He's the worst. Um. So then he gets off the phone, and why Skye didn't immediately start triangulating the call, I will never know. <laughs>
1: she was taken by surprise
0: yeah Uh, but so he gets off the phone and he gets his gear ready including a newspaper showing his brother on the cover so he's going to assassinate the senator I assume very interesting Mm.
1: So, talking about the motivations of Ward in the episode, Clark Gregg explained, Ward seems to think that he's redeemable, and yet for every step he takes that seems to be about mending fences with either Skye or Coulson, he seems to do something that's equally psychotic. The speech that was in last week's episode, the bit between the two of them before he turned Ward over, it seems like Coulson takes the deaths of Victoria Hand and others very seriously. I don't see how Ward is going to explain that away from Coulson's point of view. Then, asked if Coulson would kill Ward, Greg stated, That question actually goes right to the heart of Coulson. Would he want to? I'm sure Coulson does, but I also feel like there's a cost to not being Hydra. To Coulson, there's a very clear line that you cross over when you indulge your more primitive, retribution-based desires. That suddenly really starts to rupture the membrane between you and what you're fighting against.
0: Yes, and that's why we love Coulson, and it's very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Can he just? I want, I want more uh, to just like, accidentally press the wrong button and like, fly a plane into the ocean or something. <laughs> just accidentally yeah. trip and oh, fall. Oh, here's
1: here's a fun, here's a fun game. Okay, I I don't believe. Okay, I'll say this. Who do you think? Ends up killing Ward. Ward dies? I can't tell you that. (laughs) But if he were to... I mean, I
0: really hope... Who do you think would be the one to do it? I really hope that it's Simmons. I feel like, of all the people who would be, like, capable of it, I feel like she'd be the most capable. And the most... Like, both... E- equally surprising and most capable of it. Yeah,
1: good answer. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway. overall thoughts on this episode?
0: <laughs> um, this was truly the horniest episode they've ever had, and Sky has literally almost had sex on screen <laughs> before, but this was hornier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: and I hate Ward's haircut. That's all. What were yours?
1: (laughs) Um, So my last little fun fact was the aerial shot used for the town in upstate New York is the same aerial shot that is used for Rosewood on Pretty Little Liars. Oh. Mm -hmm. See them recycling? Recycle. (laughs) All right. Well... That concludes our episode on season 2 episode 7, The Writing on the Wall. Woo-hoo! If you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on TikTok at Agents of Nothing Podcast, on Twitter at Agent Nothing Pod. And on Instagram at Agents of Nothing Podcast. You can go to anchor.fm slash agents of nothing and subscribe to us for $2.99 a month for a special bonus content. And you can email us at Agents of Nothing Podcast at gmail.com and we may just read it on the show. If you want to find me, Mariah, I'm on Twitter at full Witch underscore, on TikTok at submarine warfare, and on Instagram at submarine warfare.
0: And you can follow me, Caroline, on Twitter at RustyPage95, on Instagram at underscore RustyPage, or on TikTok at CrazyGinger995. Next
1: week, we'll be covering Season 2, Episode 8, The Things We Bury, so stay tuned for that. Okay, bye! Bye, love you!